Yes, indeed, Flixology 101. You are here for Cigar Goyle Thing, and welcome so much to that. We have all sorts of great, wonderful folks here today. We're going to enjoy a little bit of some Cash and Sunset, and we're going to be talking to a special guest. Uh, thank you so much, Kirkin. Um, and hello to Black Cat's Poppy, Flixology 101, Stevie Hutnick, uh, Mama Meow, Vike King. Say that right? Was it Viking? It's probably Viking, right? Um, appreciate all of you stopping by tonight and saying hello, as well as King Dinosaur. King Dinosaur saying hello. So cheers to all of you out there. Now, because I don't want to take up too much time, in a sense, let's get to this. Now, our guest tonight is Stevie Hutnick. She's a paranormal investigator and psychic medium from Detroit, Michigan, now living in Savannah, Georgia. Her interest in the paranormal began with a morbid curiosity with death at an early age. She'd spend countless hours reading and researching all things that go bump in the night. At the age of 17, she had an experience that would be life-changing. She had a premonition or prophetic dream of her best friend's death and woke to the news of his passing the very next day. This led Stevie on the path to growing her intuitive gifts and research into the unknown. She has worked on teams and is now part of the Savannah Experiment alongside Eric Knapp. She has also hosted a paranormal podcast called The Mind's Eye for Girls vs. Ghosts Media and Paranormal Buzz Radio. You can catch her at numerous paranormal conventions across the country, and when not investigating, she's helping others find answers or receiving messages from the other side so thank you so much stevie for stopping by and joining us today uh why don't you go ahead and say hello to all of the cigar goyle lounge folks out there hello everyone thank you so much for having me on aaron so why don't you tell us a little bit about this original prophetic dream i'm very i'm very curious about that because i imagine a large majority of us have had bad dreams or something like that before but there had to be something that day where you knew that that was different can you tell us what that was like well i mean it was it was so bizarre and even 17 years later now uh, when i think about it it still just doesn't like add up or make sense to me but um my best friend was joe um i mean we were just really good friends we hung out all the time and it was kind of like a brother sister kind of relationship and um, I just started my first year of college. So did he. We were on the phone at night and he was helping with my homework. And right after that, you know, I, I hung up with him and went to sleep. And I dreamt of him getting in his red Camaro and, and getting on a head in head on collision and um, passing away. And I woke up and thought nothing of it except for, wow, that was a really horrible dream to have. And then about an hour and a half later, my friend Brittany from down the street, who was also friends with him, came down and, and told me what had happened. And I was just like beside myself. It didn't make any sense. Like, why? Why did I have this dream? Why am I seeing this or being shown this? What's the reason if I couldn't do anything to stop it or change it? why show me, you know what I mean? So it, it's still bizarre. And so what, I guess, what was the next step maybe past and beyond that? So, um, you know, as it says sort of in your bio and we talked a little bit, you, so you had to have then moved forward and said, Hey, like there was something about this. What, what was the next thing that you either looked into or tried to hone or harness? Uh, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, after the years of guilt, <laughs> as I felt guilty, like if I didn't have this dream, maybe it wouldn't have happened. Um, I started kind of piecing together other times things like this had happened. It kind of opened my eyes to other symbolic dreams I may have had. Like, for instance, like anytime I dreamt of a tornado, every shit would hit the fan the next day, whether it's like breaking up with a boyfriend or, you know, something bad happening at work. And so I kind of just sat back and started piecing all this stuff together. And then the next thing I did was I went and got my own psychic reading. 
And what did that reading illuminate for you? Well, I think they just kind of confirmed what what I was experiencing for me. Because it's hard, you know, you grow up and you see Miss Cleo on TV and it's always a joke, right? Like these psychics are a joke and right. call the number and pay $10 a minute and they'll tell you who you're going to marry and blah, 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 blah. So it's really just hard to kind of accept or hear even. And so, you know, they kind of just confirmed it. And I said, okay, now what do I do? And, you know, it was a lot of reading, research, finding other like-minded people. And then I thought, well, maybe that's why I spent all those afternoons after school on my grandparents' computer looking at death.com. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it was all for a reason. (laughs) Boston actress uh, says that she is terrified of dying. Um, So am I. Right? (laughs) So much. Probably. Oh, hey, got some people stopping in. Thank you so much for that. Wait a minute. What was that? Well, I gotta put my. Uh, gotta flip my uh, little streamlab alert. There, it's in the wrong order. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for that. So, um, just dash. How are you doing tonight? Tonight we're talking to. Psychic and paranormal investigator Stevie Hutnick. So, um, Boston actress says, I'd like to put in a request to go in her sleep. <laughs> what does that it's mean? Kind of bizarre. Oh, I mean, like she I don't wants know if that works that way. In her sleep. I get it. Okay. Dash, I'll talk a little louder. Um, try not to uh, blow you guys out of here. Um, so. Uh, the next question I would then ask is, so you had these prophetic dreams in yep. the, in the time since, in the time since you first pieced that together and now have you, have you honed or investigated or explored any other sort of, I hesitate to say your own abilities, but for lack of a better phrase, your own abilities. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the past, I mean, yeah, the past 17 years have just been exactly that. Like, my journey of of getting to where I am today with them, honing in on them, learning. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can work with these gifts. And and I want to start by saying everyone is intuitive. Like, think about it when you're driving home from work. And for some reason, you just get an urge to go the other direction. Like, just go the other way home This day, for whatever reason. Well, that's that's your intuition telling you, you know, who knows if you went the normal way you went every day, there could have been an accident and you just avoided it. I mean, it, it's always kind of talking to to us, you know, but, but like what I do is, you know, much deeper than that. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. It's all it's all bizarre. When I talk about it on like podcasts and things, um, it always kind of like gets me all weird about it again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I I, I don't want to make you feel weird, but I I feel no, like one like- thing that a lot of people would be very interested in are the other, you know, is there a way to. Uh, you know, I, look, I, I like exercise, I like running, I like lifting weights. I always tell people, as you start to do it, you get more of a, a, a feeling and an intuition for just how your meat suit works and how your body, body and your muscles and everything else. Is there stuff like that that people can sort of train or listen yeah. to better or something yeah. that you feel like, Hey, uh, you know, pay attention to this and, and, and maybe this will, uh, cause you to, to have more sensitivity or, or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things that that's very helpful is guided meditation. I know a lot of people don't like meditating because they can't sit in silence, you know, their brains just kind of run in circles. Um, and I'm the same. So I do guided meditation and there's different types of guided meditation, If you go on YouTube and just search them, I mean, there's one for meeting your spirit guides. There's one for um, past life regression, like seeing if you lived in another life and what that was like. And 
doing that really works. Um, working with crystals has been something that's really been helpful for me. Um, another thing that I've experienced is called psychometry and it's getting messages or images by touch. So for instance, if I go into a haunted location and I touch the wall or, or a specific item, I'll get like a flood of info. Wow. And for me, it's not like I don't hear talking. I see images in my mind. Like they'll give me pictures. How do those... So I have, have had an interesting conversation with uh, a friend of mine who's an author, and he doesn't see he doesn't see images like that in his mind at all. Even when he's thinking or picturing something, he's like, I, I don't see pictures like that. And he always thought that that was just something that people said. So I'm curious to know when you say that you get these pictures, like uh, try as much as you can explain what exactly that's like. I mean, do you do you see them visually with your eye eye or is it more like a memory of a picture? It's like, so think about one of your favorite places. And when you think about it, you can see it in your head, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can just imagine it. You know what it looks like. You've been there before. It's kind of like that other. The only difference is I've never seen that before. You know what I mean? Right. It's not familiar to me. I see. But the way that it looks, the way that I see it would just be like us having a memory. Got it. Black Cat has asked, Stevie, do you think death is more of a different dimensional life instead of a quote unquote afterlife? 100%. Interesting. Um, not like I'm trying to put you on the spot or debate. This is all curiosity, but what makes you say that with that much certainty? Well, I just, I believe in past lives. I, I, so, so some might call it reincarnation. I don't really see it like that. I think that, you know, I'm religious to a sense, but I, I consider myself more agnostic. I, I believe in different gods like Buddha and, you know, different things like that, but mostly just be a good person. Um, but I, you know, doing guided meditation, believing in past lives. I, I really just firmly believe that we choose our life before we live it. Um, and, and we just constantly live over and over again to learn different lessons. And, and that we're just all part of this big piece of energy. And I could go down a really big rabbit hole <laughs> about where hey, I think the microphone is yours. Um, but you know, I just, I don't think it's just as simple as living and dying. I don't. Black cat says that she thinks she's at graduation. I don't think so. Black cat. I feel like black cat. I feel like you're, I feel like you're one of those transcendental energies. That's gonna be around. You have too much, you have too much of a, of a colorful spark. Oh, you're not done. Poppy. <laughs> um, so now let's talk uh, a little bit about the investigative portion of this. So it, Oh, wait a minute. We got another question. So let's, uh, I like to try to respond to the people in chat. Boston actress has asked, does Stevie think that the way you die has any relation to the way you lived? I'm not worried about me, lol. But I have some friends, you know, that may not be going to the same place as me. And then a yeah face. Well, first of all, so first of all, I don't believe in a hell and a heaven. I I think that we're about to get weird, okay? We're getting sure. weird. Get in, get weird. I love it. I think what I think living is hell. Like the life we are live in is hell. I don't think it's fire and flames and the devil and burning in lava and all that crap. I think a lot of us here would tend to possibly agree. <laughs> and and heaven, not necessarily a place either. <laughs> but um, I in re in regards to the way we die, as any relations, the way we live. Well, sure, you know, if you're you know addicted to heroin, and you're most likely could die of a heroin overdose or 
you know, if you eat like crap and you weigh a thousand pounds, you could die of diabetes or a heart attack, you know? Yeah. And are those predetermined? Probably. Just In my opinion. Me. That's my opinion. <laughs> Just me, Dash V, provides the following comment. And of course, we're looking for your potential thoughts on this. Says, I once under hypnosis, quote unquote, remembered that in a past life I could not use my legs, but had a horse that I really loved that quote unquote was my legs. I only use quotes not because I judge, but because I have had experience, but still have a hard time believing. That's that's really actually I think that's really cool. Um, I personally don't do past life regression reading, so I can't like confirm or deny what you've experienced, but I would write it all down. And if you want to explore it more, do some past life regression guided meditations and see what happens. Could be very interesting. Hmm. That is fascinating. Um, so to now talk about the investigative portion of this, at what point did you decide that you had, well, I don't know. Did you do a lot of, research reading and meditation before you decided to go on the paranormal investigations or did you get into that earlier rather than later well i was still in progress of doing all that when i decided that i wanted to you know i so when i, I was fascinated with all this creepy weird paranormal stuff and researched it for a very long time and then you know ghost adventures on tv became very popular and I started seeing on social media that there was these teams that would go out and do this too. And I thought it was awesome. So, you know, I was in Detroit at the time and looked it up and found a team called Detroit Paranormal Expeditions. I sent them an email, met them for dinner, and I was on the team. Nice. And what was your first, um, if you remember, what was the first, uh, I guess, investigation that you went on? Um, okay. It was, it's called the Kemp house and it's in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Mm -hmm. yep. I don't remember the specific details on the year. I know it was the 18, early 1800s. And I just remember walking into this beautiful Steinway grand piano from 1874 and I got to play it and, you know, and then, um, investigate after. And I remember we're in a room upstairs and I was with two of my team members, Tanya and Tom. And there was this old, old bedroom, you know, a four post bed and this old antique mirror that was standing on its own. And we just were, you know, we're talking and doing EVP recordings. And all of a sudden this just big shadow went right in front of the mirror and ran right past us. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is real. Like, I know I see some weird stuff in my head and all this information and whatnot, but like, this is totally different to have a physical experience and see it with your own eyes, you know? Right. So it was, it was just so freaking awesome. And I imagine at that point that was a, you're hooked. Oh yeah. I'm like, yep, I'm totally sold. I'm doing this forever. <laughs> I imagine that's either going to be a, I'm going to do this forever or, oh my God, I'm out of here. I'm never coming back. Well, it's like, it's an adrenaline rush, first of all. And then, yeah, you're hooked because once you see that or something like it, or maybe you just capture a, a voice on an EVP recording, which is electronic voice phenomena, you want more because you want answers now. So you got to keep talking and, right. you know, doing it. We've got uh, several questions uh, here sort of uh, coming through. So Black Cat says, Stevie. And then asks, have you had experience with spirits that have left the body before actual physical death? Not personally, no. But I've heard stories and know other people that I work with in the field that have. And then Kurgan asks, and I think you sort of alluded to this earlier, uh, says, Hi Stevie, do you believe that everyone has the ability to have paranormal experiences? Well, yes and no, because let's say I'm, if you put a complete skeptic in a building, 
give them a flashlight and a, and a recorder. I think that if you're dead set that you're not going to have an experience, you're probably not going to have an experience. I really believe that you have to be open-minded and go in just not, not having expectations, but not doubting it either. I think spirits very, spirits very intelligent. Most of the time, if it's not a residual haunting that I mean, I, they, they know they can sense that stuff. And, and if you go in and you're huffing and grumping like, this is stupid, they're, they're not going to give you anything. Maybe, maybe once in a blue moon, they might just try to scare you, but probably not. So but, uh, to that, Ellie uh, yeah. has commented that, uh, that some people can block it. Yeah, you can. You can block it. Absolutely. And if and, and do you think if someone who is maybe I don't know want to say like disturbed or plagued or whatever by that, who wanted to block it, do you have any advice on how you would do that? I mean, maybe like there, maybe you have someone that's just tormenting you or scaring you, and you want it to kind of go away. I mean, that depends. Like, if your house is actively haunted, and maybe it's not like I'm not even going to use the term demonic in any of this because that is so rare. These movies and these TV shows just try to glamorize demonic possession. So, um, I mean, if it's a uh, really like if you're an asshole in real life, you're probably going to be an asshole afterlife. <laughs> and so, you know, some of these hauntings are just these grouchy, angry people. It's like cocaine, and, right? You, you know, take it and so, you're like, oh, it really enhances your personality. Like, yeah, but what if you're an asshole? Right. So, I mean, but I mean, if they have a serious haunting going on and they're being tormented, it's going to take a lot more than blocking it. King Dinosaur um, has asked, Stevie, do you think there are things beyond this life that we shouldn't know? And have you ever had an experience that you regretted other than the dream of your friend's death? Yeah, yeah, I I have a story, but my mom and Sean are listening, and I don't want them to think I'm that weird. You know, that's fair. And anything you're obviously that you're not comfortable with sharing, okay. you know. I will but... just say it like this extraterrestrials are real. <laughs> but I like this. This not, is spicy. They're not always like, you know, the ETs that you see on TV or in books. They don't look like the Greys, they look like humans. What? Okay, yeah, that's I'm fairly convinced that Black Cat may be one of them. Uh, Boston actress says, A friend's son passed away when he was 10 while he was sleeping, and she swears that she could see him around her house vividly for the first few weeks after he'd passed away, and then one day she called me crying and told me that she couldn't see him anymore, that he was gone, and I wasn't sure if she was losing it or maybe it's a way to cope or maybe she did see him. And that she is a medium now. Have you ever either experienced or seen or heard well, anything like, like did that? Did she become in, in... a medium because she saw her son? I mean, I, I 1000% believe she probably did see him. But, you know, they, they don't. Okay, so this is not going to make any sense. But our loved ones are always around us. But they're not always around us, if that makes sense. Like, he may have had to go back and do something more important than be her son after he passed away. You know what I mean? So he, she probably did see him long, you know, long as he could be there. And then he probably had to go do other stuff. Dash V asks the following. Do you ever feel that some of the paranormal shows fantasize, distort and dramatize the paranormal in a way that delegitimizes the real field. Oh yeah, it's bad. It's very bad. Um, so, I mean, I'm a fan of all these TV shows, but I watch them knowing it's for entertainment, right? Like I know a lot of what they're doing is, is legitimate with their equipment and the way they're investigating, but you know, it's TV and they got to get ratings. And so it's dramatized. It's, elaborated it's faked it's i mean 90 percent of the time you go to a haunted location nothing's going to happen right nothing you're not going to get one piece of evidence and you're going to sit there for hours bored out of your mind and that's just you know the way it goes so 
the fact that they go in these all these you know well-known locations get all this evidence there's always a demon it's, right. it's ridiculous by the way the michael thing if you didn't hear about this uh, earlier we are talking to a psychic and paranormal investigator uh, stevie hutnick here so if you have any questions we've already had just some great questions uh, from folks here in the chat and thank you so much uh for these questions keep asking them if you have any anything you're curious about um so we then have a black cat question that says do you think that we touch many of the same souls throughout many lives yeah yeah i do i think that in one life okay so soulmate doesn't have to be like a lover your soulmate can be your grandma your best friend you know, it could be anybody in your life. And I think that one life it might be your grandma and the next life it might be your brother. I think that it changes. But I think the reason some people feel so familiar to you when you first meet them, it's it's because you've met them before. Um, Boston actress just talks a little bit about uh, her friend that says she thought she always had a gift, but that uh, after her son passed, uh, oh. that it was accentuated. Do you think that there is a, yeah. a, a way that experiences like that can, I don't know, would that be enhance or open open you up to more sensitivity? Do you, do you have yeah. any insight on that? Yeah, it definitely does. A, a tragic event or, or an emotional trauma will definitely make you more open, and that's probably what happened. Um, and then Ellie has just commented on those shows, you know, that they ramped that up with the music and sounds. I mean, I imagine that's just the thing, though, right? Like, it, it, because it's a TV show, they got the stings in between commercials and all the rest of that. I mean, otherwise, I'm sure the reality, a lot of it is just sitting and trying to be really quiet and calm and just oh. try, you know, um, it, what is the longest what is the longest place that you've been in like that on an investigation? Like being physically there the longest, like yeah. the investigation. Yeah. Um, that would be Eloise Psychiatric Hospital uh, out there in Dearborn. Ooh. How did that and go? We, well, I was on the that team in Detroit, and we were the first to to be granted access to it. So I literally poured blood, sweat, and tears in that place. We we cleaned it from top to bottom, paint chips needles, old medical records. I mean, everything was just left there. And so someone had purchased it from the state and he wants to make it into a hotel still to this day. Um, I don't know if you guys know, but they just tore the bakery part, part of the hospital down. Um, but I mean, that place is crazy and it's huge. It had its own zip code. You know, and that's one of the first places they did lobotomies and electroshock therapy. I mean, I would be in that building eight hours a day, almost every day, if I wasn't at work. And then after we cleaned it up and, you know, we filmed a pilot or a sizzle reel for a TV show there. And I did a new segment with Channel 4. I mean, I was always there. I felt like it was just a part of me at that point. I imagine that place had to be. Oh, it's unlike it anywhere else. Even just walking up to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's just that, that like, just feels like there's this dark cloud over it. Even if there wasn't, it just felt very ominous and and strange. Ooh. Because I mean, in terms of resi so residual energy is like just the emotional, minute minutia of everyday life that we leave behind right because technically everything's energy so that kind of just all plays like a broken record over and over and over and over so you have all these people being tortured physically and then they're not mentally all there in their heads but then you have people that maybe just had an alcohol problem and their families threw them in the psychiatric hospital when all they really needed was you know just some help minor help to, to stop drinking so these people that just maybe drank too many beers were getting lobotomies 
I mean, imagine how those people felt like they didn't need to be there. So a lot of torture, a lot of heinous, heinous stuff. So I've got a combination of some different questions. I'm going to try to stitch this together so that they're a little more coherent. But um, Kurgan has said, Schwester just came home and Chicken is barking his head off. <laughs> That's then, my little pumpkin. <laughs> but then as a combination to that, do animals have spirits that come back after death? Mm-hmm. Animals, too. Yeah, just like people. Wow. So I'm not really great on animal readings. Um, but I know some people who that's solely what they do is, is communicate with animals, living and pass away. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's so many people that have reports of, you know, maybe their dog or cat passed away, and they will still hear them running through the house. And they'll still hear them barking or meowing and, you know, they, they've been gone a while. I mean, it's really cool. I think it's cool to know your dog's around. You know what I mean? Aww. Um, Flixology says uh, he has several things. So I'm going to, again, try to stitch these together. He says, I heard recently from a friend that people you naturally connect with in this life are those who you knew in a past life. Thoughts? Yes, please. Yeah, could very well could be. And that's what I was saying earlier about, you know, your your grandma right now could be your brother next time you you live a soul life. It, it, it's all very interchangeable. But yeah, most likely you did know them in some aspect. And so then Flexology was asking a question about one of these TV personalities. I'm not going to name a name, but do you feel like any of those... Uh, you know, and, and, and if you're not comfortable with answering this, I totally understand. Oh, I'm but... totally cool with it. I think Zach Bagans is freaking awesome. <laughs> I think he is um, a complete BSer with, with a lot of what he shows on his show. But that man is so smart business-wise and has so much more money than all of us. So I don't know how we could hate on him. <laughs> so there, Flixology, we got that answered for you anyway. <laughs> um, I'm not um, afraid. And then King Dinosaur, Flexology, and Black Cat went off about pirate crews and uh, throwing up and drinking pina coladas and quaffing <laughs> ale and all that stuff. And I told King Dinosaur that he needs to go write that story. And because uh, I am yeah. King Dinosaur's encouragement slash uh, drill sergeant, you have to go write that story now, dude. So mm. you dug your own you dug your own hole on that one. Um, so. Uh, Ellie said, uh, that she's too much of an empath, a lot of, uh, regards, um, in, in asking sort of, do you think places draw you to places to get your energy? Yeah. And, and it's weird because I've had investigations where, you know, locations I've never been to before. And I will, it's like, they'll come to me in my dream before I go there. Like they know I'm coming. Interesting. When, when my boyfriend and I first visited Savannah before we moved here on our way home, we stopped in Virginia, Mechanicsville, Virginia. And we went to this location called the cabin on 360. And it's this old cabin on civil war battleground. And it was the second bloodiest battle next to Gettysburg during the war. And it has a lot of activity, but the house next to it, um, a, a young boy killed his sister, dragged her out of the house into the woods and stuffed her in an old refrigerator. So, I mean, there's a lot that happened, oh a, a lot of bloodshed. And the night before we went there, we were in Daytona at a hotel and I woke up and I'm like, oh my gosh, Eric, I'm like this little girl in a white nightgown with brown short hair, like fringy bangs was all disheveled and she's talking to me in my dream and I don't know what's going on. And she's about 12 years old. And the next day we get there and the guy I'm telling him about my dream and he's like, hold on. And he brings this picture of this little girl that was murdered. And I was like, come on, like, this is crazy. It still freaks me out that I do this. Like I still don't understand how I do it. And it's, it's always kind of exciting. That's wild. <laughs> 
Um, X plural X, welcome to the show, and asks, what are your thoughts on John Edwards? I don't if I any, know, again, if you're not I know I know of him. I don't know that much about him. Actually, I just saw he had a TikTok. I mean, I I have no opinion because I don't really know that much about him and I I've, I've never met him or worked with him. But you would believe that to a certain degree the professed ability is possible. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um just me dash v says have you had things follow you that you wanted to get rid of and if so how did you do it yeah because you know what not so not not necessarily from a location i've never really had like an attachment or anything follow me but my boyfriend and i collect a lot of old antiques or haunted objects and so we have a couple of things that kind of just are permanently hanging around with us and that we just learned to live me. with it. We learned to live with it. Yeah. We got this doll at um, this antique store in Eastern Market downtown. And and this is in Detroit for anybody who's not from Michigan, sorry. Um, and this doll is in a wedding dress. And it's all disheveled. And the doll's dirty and burnt in some places. And she has a metal muzzle on her. And so, of course, we had to have her, right? So we're talking to the lady, and she's like, oh, she's not for sale. She's not for sale. And we're like, really? Like, you won't take anything for her? She's really cool. This lady said, well, she murdered her husband on her wedding night. And we're like, she's a doll. You know, we're like, but I'm like, okay, I'll bite. You know, I'm into weird stuff. Let's do this. So she just went on this elaborate story about how this doll has a spirit in her that killed her husband for cheating on her on their wedding night. And they had to put the muzzle on her to keep her in there. So we're like 40 bucks. She finally says, okay, sold. So we named her Helen. She lives in our house. And the minute we brought her home, we had such bad luck for so long. Like everything and anything that could go wrong has. It was bad. It was bad. I don't know if it's if it's possible or recommended or whatever, but if you have a picture of that doll in particular that you could send me, I would love to be able to share uh, that yeah. with some of the folks on Twitter. Of um, course. Only if you're comfortable with it. Yeah. Hold on. While um, let's see. We have King Dinosaur also asking, Stevie, is ghost a legitimate term for things that you've experienced? And how would you define that term ghost? Um, And then compounds that question by saying, and do you believe in demons? And if so, can you differentiate between the two? Thank you. King Dinosaur. Wow. That's a great question. How do I answer this? Um, Take your time. Ghost, spirit, entity, I mean, I think they're all kind of interchangeable terms. I would say, I, I usually say spirit over ghost. I mean, to me, it's just more, I don't know if it's more respectful or in my mind it is. I, I don't know. I think that it's all just, you know, to each their own on that. Um, but, you know majority of the time these are human spirits and you know they have souls and so i just call them spirits i don't know how to answer this um define ghost Uh, do i believe in demons yes but they're very rare and can i differentiate between the two absolutely i mean they're completely night and day and they're completely different from each other um what's that like I mean, I, I, let me, let me, give give me a second to clarify that. Meaning, can you tell immediately, do they, do they try to trick you? Is there something about, I don't want to say like the way they sound or feel like, can you always tell right away or does it sometimes take a little bit? So I've never come in contact with a, 
actual demonic entity. I've never investigated a demonic possession, but there are, you, it doesn't have to be demonic to be negative. There's a ton mm -hmm. of low level, low energy entities. There's elementals, which are, you know, Native American earthly beings. I mean, there's, there's so many different things, right? 90% of the time they will try to trick you. You won't, you'll, you'll feel, well, like for me being an intuitive you'll feel negativity, you'll feel negative energy. But at the same time, I might hear a kid laughing. They might change their voice to sound like someone you know. They might trick other people and make their voice sound like yours. I mean, they really can do all these different things. Um, there's even been cases in investigating where we've seen what we thought is our friend. And it, and our friend was two miles away. You know what I mean? Like they will make, you know, it's called a doppelganger. So they will pull out all the stops to, to make you trust in them, to make you want to continue communicating with them and pursue them for sure. Um, so you can differentiate them. It might just take a little bit. What is the most negative thing in that? regard that you've ever felt that's at LOE psychiatric hospital um on the third floor we would get a lot of growling I mean you we'd get so I let me backtrack there it started with a lot of kid-like activity things being moved kids laughing like we would capture this on our digital recorders or um, I don't know if anybody's ever seen an SLS camera, just structured light sensor camera, and it kind of maps out figures. Um, and they'd be very small and kid-like and, and, you know, it, it. so we thought for a long time maybe there were kids on this floor, and we could never get any kind of confirmation from, you know, the state or the hospital or anything like that. But then we'd get a lot of growling. People were getting scratched. There was a lot of shadow movement, shadow figures. Um, and so upon, you know, I spent so much time there. The more and more we investigated, the more evidence we captured, this thing was a very, very negative, negative entity that was not human. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, actually, and that basement there, oh, oof. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was really intense at Eloise, definitely. Well, let's get let's get to the basement in a moment. Ellie uh, has asked and commented that perhaps, uh, in terms of the doll, maybe it's the muzzle and not the doll. Maybe you know, it could be. I'm sending you a picture of her right now, by the way. Um, sans muzzle, the muzzle is not on her right now, but um, it, it it could be the muzzle. I'm I'm not sure. Dash V asks, have you done ayahuasca? No, no. I don't even know. I'm, I'm not against anybody doing it, but that's not for me. I've seen, there was like a documentary on a TV show of some kind where people were doing it. And, you know, it's just not for me. They, they sit there throwing up and pooping their pants. And that's just not something I want to do. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know that's it's a me lot after I eat a whole bunch of conies, so I pretty I much do that, that once a week. <laughs> <laughs> King Dinosaur says, I've heard that growling before. It scared the shit out of us. Not a fun experience. Yeah. Uh, yikes. Uh, Flixology 101 has a decapitated doll story where he had um, a, a, this decapitated doll. Flixology, you saw that under your bed or something like that, didn't you? Um he says if it's a porcelain doll, I'm hanging up. <laughs> it's not a porcelain doll. I just um, sent it to your Instagram because I don't know how to send it on here. That's okay. Uh, if you send it on Instagram, I will grab it. Yep, you got it. Um, Boston actress. No, wait a minute. Kurgan says, lol, pooping their pants. Miss Kurgan and Bunky are laughing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Boston actress. 
A lot of paranormal people will say at the end of their investigations, you do not have permission to attach to me. Does that actually work? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do. Like, um, I'll carry different, like, black stones and crystals on me. Um, you know, I'll sage myself after an investigation. I will imagine myself in, like, white light and definitely, you know, be firm with them and say, you you don't have permission to stay with me. You don't have permission to come to my home. Absolutely, that works. Most of the time. Interesting. Yeah, I think uh, Flexology101 had this uh, story he shared in one of our episodes about uh, this porcelain doll uh, with his his mom's bed with this creepy porcelain doll. But do you think that that, do you think sometimes stuff like that, I want to ask you this, Stevie, do you think occasionally we experience things like that that terrify us because we get so caught up in the logical, physical world that occasionally sometimes they may be either trying to, to talk or send an innocuous signal that just scares us, even though they're not intending to scare yeah. us. Well, because that's not, that's not a part of our everyday life, right? That's not something we're familiar with. So yeah, I mean, of course, because I mean, just think about it. You, you just here here's one so i brought this antique coat brush home from the victorian era and if i wasn't a psychic and i wasn't into the paranormal i i don't know what i would have done because i woke up at five in the morning to somebody going stephanie like whispering stephanie 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 in my ear to the point where i could feel the whisper Ooh. on my earlobe <laughs> my boyfriend's passed out snoring completely turned the other way like i i sat straight up and i was like no no it's too early for this shit go away wait till i wake up <laughs> like so i mean can you even imagine like if anything even just was like a spirit knocked something off your table like that's it's not normal to experience that of course it would scare anybody so um let's talk about a few things here dash v comments i was in the amazon once and invited by the tribe i was staying with to do it ayahuasca but declined we heard them throwing up and pooping their pants all night <laughs> my son was with me and says he'll never do recreational drugs in his life but the stories and experiences they discussed the next morning were pretty vivid i was impressed that they were remember able to remember it at all um have well, you used and i'm not even saying drugs but do you has there ever been anything like that i guess that you've used or done or held or touched outside of just touching something and getting the anything that's like a, a booster for lack of a better phrase well crystals are boosters i mean i can get drunk and still read a person like I swear, living in Savannah, everyone wants a psychic reading. And we'll, we would have been at the bar. This is pre-COVID, of course. But we'd be at the bar, sitting on the patio, having a couple of cocktails. And we'd just start chatting with some people. And there's a lot of tourists, you know, here. And so my boyfriend would be like, oh, yeah, we're in the paranormal. And she's a psychic. And they'd be like, I want a reading right now. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sitting here drinking. I don't want to read you, ma'am. But I still did it. Ma'am, so, like, excuse me, oh. Karen, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> so i mean yeah i mean alcohol i don't i don't know necessarily if it enhances it but it doesn't hurt it um i mean other than that the only thing i've ever done is smoke pot and i don't like it so i don't know i have to think about that it's actually a good question and and so um to add on to that dash v uh had said yeah that's what i wonder if she believes there are organic boosters and so you talked about crystals uh, a little bit so yeah. um tell us a little bit about that what why and how and what crystals well they're everything's energy right so crystals are the same and they just radiate different types of energy i mean they all are symbolically 
they all symbolically represent different things. So like when you think of the color red, what do you, or pink, you kind of think love, right? Or right. you think of yellow, you kind of think of the sun. And so like these different stones, you know, rose quartz is pink. You mm -hmm. think of rose quartz, you see pink, that's love, right? That, that crystal represents love. And so they all just kind of, I think a lot of it too is mental. Like if we, oh, so we're talking about demons and stuff, and now there's the worst thunderstorm ever happening out of nowhere. I heard that. It's Whoa. just, I mean, it's been a beautiful day. There's not supposed to be rain, and now it's storming like crazy. Cigar Goyle Lounge podcast coming to you from the beyond. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, these crystals, I, I think it's mental too, in a sense. Like, if you believe it's going to help you do A, B, C, then it will. But, you know, technically they're energy and they just help these aspects of your energy in different ways. So, here we, here we go. And if this turns out that this is the exact same doll that was under Flixology 101's bed, I think he would probably have a connection, connection fit and or shit himself. But this is the doll. Um, I have to be honest. That's not what I was expecting. I well, guess I was expecting something that, would, that was looking more sinister. But I guess no. that isn't always the case, right? Well, okay, have you seen any of the Conjuring movies or Annabelle movies? Yeah. Not None of these cases are based off anything that looks sinister. Like the most recent Conjuring movie, the, the real item behind it is a toy dinosaur from the 80s. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be creepy to be bad. You know what I mean? Apparently, Flixology 101 says... <laughs> that's the doll please close that not even joking <laughs> oh my god are you serious are you well, fucking that, serious the woven yeah, Bobby said skeleton? that was a popular doll I mean I guess it's a popular I mean Black Cat says that was a popular doll but what the fuck I wish this was a better picture of her where you could see her whole wedding dress and whatnot. I feel like the flexology probably couldn't handle it probably not <laughs> Okay, Flixology, I won't show that again. Um, <laughs> it's weird so, because I'm not trying to put my boyfriend on blast, but he was the one initially drawn to Helen. And I mean, they have a relationship. Not like that, like, but they're like he's so drawn to this doll. Like, it's creepy. It's creep it creeps me out sometimes. Flixology asks, Do the eyes open when you lift it? Yeah. Yeah, it's Helen. Helen. <laughs> not the name too come on get the fuck out of here no come, come on. on you jokester well, that no that can't be real <laughs> flexology <laughs> you better swear on the legend of ben the gardener that you're not fucking give taking us for a ride on this one says he's not joking <laughs> well you're not sleeping tonight uh, Dash V says, I read light and magnetic fields can affect our brain synapses in ways that produce paranormal type results, like feelings of being watched, hallucin hallucinations, visions, etc. So do you think that that's... Uh, okay, so I have... I don't know how I feel about this, but there's people in the paranormal that created this... Exactly what they just said. Yes. But there's these people in the paranormal that created this device called the God Helmet. And if you watch Ghost Brothers on Travel or Discovery Plus, they've used it. And it uses light and stuff to like... I, I just feel like it's a very controversial um, way to, to go about the paranormal field. And I, and I don't know if they know what they're actually doing by putting these like pulses of energy into your head and these lights going in your eyes i don't know if that could cause permanent damage or anything i don't know but yeah look up god's helmet you'll be shocked so bill flint says it's an evolution of a mind machine and i i i like the idea of that being called an evolution of something because for me personally 
Tibetan singing bowls, the sound and the vibration from those bowls, uh, I get this euphoric sense, uh, and they make me, I don't want to say like leave a little bit, but they, uh, they affect me a lot. Yeah, me too. I have singing bowls and I use them a lot and they, for me anyway, they have a very calming effect and it's like this Zen like state of mind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, what's that resonance that's called? It's like the earth. The brown note. No, I'm sorry. No, it's uh, something resonance. <laughs> oh, what is it called? The Herman resonance. I don't know. There's some, something resonance hmm. and oh. it's like the earth's natural magnetic pulses and energy and Hertz and what all that stuff. I'm not, too familiar with it but um like when that's out of whack they say like it really makes like us out of whack like us humans so i can see that uh kurgan adds in synapses are electrical signals and photons are the force carriers for the electromagnetic force so that could make sense and then that bill like my stepdad. Uh, <laughs> they use audible and visual harmonics to get brain waves to actually strengthen. Now, the second order effect of inducing those moods is another matter. So, uh, the Schumann resonance, is that what you were yes, talking about? Yes, 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 yes. There you go. King yeah, Dinosaur I got it. Da I Dash saw... V is loving this, by the way. I um, think I saw something um, today that the Schumann resonance is like all weird right now for the next three days. Or it's been quiet. Or it's been silent or something like that. Which is not normal. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, this is awesome. Uh, so, we are unfortunately running up to the last three minutes or so of the show. I imagine for the rest of the people in chat, we could probably do another two to three hours easy, but want to be respectful of your time. So, here's what I'd like to do. Do you have anything that you specifically want to share or um, discuss or ask any of the rest of us before you go? Oh, oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Um, I will share that I, if anybody ever is brave enough or, or wanting to do an investigation, we have quite a few all over the country set up and they're, they're public investigations and we're keeping the groups very small. So everybody has like a really hands-on experience. Um, so if anybody ever wants to do that, we have one in um, July 17th at St. Albans Sanatorium. And gosh, where is that? I don't remember where the city's called. One August 28th at Octagon Hall in Franklin, Kentucky. And one at that cabin on 360 in Virginia, where I mentioned I had that dream about the little girl who was murdered. So those are just for now, but um, we're setting them up at pre, you know, post COVID activities. So one last question, because Bill got this right here near the right near here, the wire. And um, let me get this all the way out. He he's asked, do you have any experience with, hallucinogens to which kurgan said well no she said that she mentioned that earlier but i'm curious to know i mean that doesn't necessarily have to just be drugs necessarily right it could be sound or light patterns uh, no no i haven't no i'm pretty uh, straight edge <laughs> Kurgan says she better not, says Mrs. Kurgan. <laughs> Flexology no. wants an anti-doll story so he can sleep peacefully. Can you can you call an Flexology? Can call oh. and Taco JKL uh JKL4 says this is fascinating. Thank you. Thank you so much for stopping by. I really appreciate that. And uh, you know, uh okay. this this I have an awesome. anti-doll story. I will play off the story I was telling about the extraterrestrial. Okay. So we were investigating this um, place in Michigan called the Firehouse Museum. And 
um, the cool thing about it was we were spending so much time at Eloise and if you don't know, Eloise was as big as a city. It had its own zip code, its own fire department, police department, you name it. So at this firehouse museum, there were all these Eloise fire department, you know, different, um, you know, their, their old hats and ladders and outfits and uniforms from back in the day. And so it was really cool to see that stuff. Well, on the other side of the museum was the old firehouse where the firefighters would sleep and all that. So we set up our investigation and we all went into this one room and it was the bedroom where they all slept. And as we're all turning around, setting up our equipment, the door slams, we go to open it and it's locked. There's no one outside of that room. We were all in the room. There was absolutely no one else there. So we get locked inside of this room we had to call the director of the building to come drive back out to get us all out of this room <laughs> and then proceed into the attic. And the attic had a fire. I don't remember the year the fire was, but you could still see all the scorched wood. And, and up there, all there was was just empty attic. You had to watch where you walk because you'd fall in, you know, the different divots in the, in the wood. And the only thing up there was these mirrors. So, of course, we set a camera up facing the mirror. We're doing an EVP session. And we also have an SB7 spirit box going, which scans through radio frequencies really fast. And they say, you know, in the white noise, spirits are able to, to speak and communicate through that. So I don't use provocation. Zach Bagans, you see him doing it all the time. Like, show yourself. I don't, we don't do that. Like, that's just not what we do. Um, and to each their own on that. But I started getting really agitated and started yelling and getting really mad. And I start talking to these spirits and I'm like, what do you want? What's your name? I'm like screaming at them, being very mean and disrespectful, which it's not me. All of a sudden, after that, I pass out. I just fall to the ground for 15 minutes. And I come to crying. Holy shit and almost vomiting and I have no idea why I'm crying but like I'm hysterically crying I'm trying not to puke everywhere and I was with other psychics and I was with other investigators and I mean they got a stone in my hand they're staging everywhere and they're like 70 like you just started provoking and then you just fell to the ground well another psychic medium I was with said he he saw something jump me which means they they took over my body for a minute. Whoa. And when they left, I, that's when I had passed out. Now, I wouldn't believe any of this, but I saw it all on video because we were, we were taping the whole investigation. And so they had told me, other psychic medium told me that it was, a, it was an extraterrestrial. Holy shit. And... I'm telling you to watch yourself on video pass out is so bizarre. It is so bizarre. And, and just to come, you know, wake up hysterically crying. I mean, I was very weirded out for a long time. Like a couple of weeks, I was trying to understand what had just happened. Do you, how long ago was that? 2018. Oh, geez. That's not even that long ago. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's never happened again, but now that since it did, people are like, they won't leave me alone in certain places because apparently I'm susceptible. So even if you think you've completely protected yourself, it's still not foolproof. That is wild. Yeah. Well, Stevie, to be uh, respectful of your schedule and your time, we're going to cut off the questions there. I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your evening to stop by. I absolutely had a blast with this. No, thank you so much. And you have a great, you have great people here tonight watching and listening and, and chatting and great questions. Some of the best. Some of the, this is like the best community around, I swear. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. I, I love these folks. They make the show in that regard. Um, and Honestly, every time that we have a guest uh, uh, like this, it's just uh, 
means the world to me. So again, hats off to you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I had a blast. And as we say at the end of all of these episodes, stay safe, keep the faith, and all of that good shit. And make sure, folks, that you get yourself some rest out there. And hopefully we can do this again sometime, Stevie, if you were uh, up for that. We can do uh, possibly another episode sometime if you'd like. For sure. All right. So, King Dinosaur says, see you at the Pirate Pub. And uh, we're going to go ahead and see if there's anyone else awake and out there. But thank you all for all the regulars and the new folks and all the questions. Really, you guys in chat, thank you so much. Great questions tonight. What an absolute, what an absolute treat. I mean, this is, uh, this is one of the best. So, uh, thank, thank you so much, Stevie. I really can't, can't. Thank you guys so much. So we're going to go ahead and raid over to Dr. Perry Falls. He's streaming special events. I don't know what that means, but you're going to find out. So I don't know what special events means. It sounds slightly scary, (laughs) but we'll see, uh, what Dr. Perry Falls is up to, um, so, uh, that is going to do it, and that will be a good night for everyone out there. So, again, get yourself some rest, and folks, we will see you again tomorrow at 11 p.m.